Well, hello everyone. It is that Williams guy here for another episode. We're recording this on uh, Friday, August the fourth at eight ten p.m. Eastern time, and several episodes ago, I don't know how many episodes ago it was, uh, we did a show with Tiffany Johnson and Akil Kadir of Citizen Safety Academy and their upcoming, at the time, Gateway Instructor Certification course. And immediately I got requests from you, the audience, we want to hear more about Gateway Instruction and the like. Well, they have now had a chance to uh, run the Gateway Instructor course. And so I reached out to them and said, hey, you're on the clock for a recap episode. You know, give me a list of people to invite to be on an episode to record about it. And for the second week in a row, we got everybody that got an invite sent out to them for, with the exception of one who may be joining us momentarily. So we got a big panel again tonight. But to start it off, uh, we'll go around the horn as I see everybody on my screen for introductions, and then we'll come back to discussing the episode. First up, Michael, introduce yourself. Hey, uh, my name is Mike Flickraft. I'm based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and been in and out of the firearm scene for a while, and just do a bunch of consulting work. And do you teach? Uh, yeah, uh, been doing it on a volunteer basis for about 17 years. Okay. Amy? All right, had to unmute myself. I'm Amy Bellart. Um, I have a company called the Self-Protection Academy, or SPA for short, which is a play on a, my holistic background, um, as in have a different kind of spa weekend with your ladies. I'm brand spanking new. I'm a brand spanking new shooter and instructor, um, and I'm currently in curriculum development. I was given advice to learn and train and read everything I could before I started writing curriculum, and I've done it. And it was one of the best decisions as a new instructor I could have made. Tiff, is it Tiffany, is that it? Is that <laughs> your name, ma'am? <laughs> yes, Lee, that is still my name. After all the years that you have been my brother from another mother, my name hasn't changed, but that was cute. I'm Tiff. Hey, everybody. Um, thanks for asking us back because, you know, Lee wouldn't invite us if y'all didn't tell him to. So y'all keep the pressure up. Um, oh, oh! <laughs> how many times was Tiffany asked to come on before I finally I had to like bully her into coming on? She uh, did every other podcast on the internet, uh -huh. like just he, random he, podcasts. Like he, on he will twist that story, so you know, don't say I didn't warn you. But at any rate, um, I am a reformed anti-gunner. Um, I was afraid of guns until I did the whole face your fears thing and took a class. And that was over 20 years ago. A year after that class, I was taking my first instructor development course, and I've been apprenticing and have transitioned into full teaching um, in the two decades since then. I didn't know it at the time, but the class that I walked into um, was taught by one of the greatest firearms instructors um, in our generation and probably the previous generation as well, uh, Tom Gibbons. Uh, and he's been kind of a father figure to me ever since. It was through the Rangemaster family that I crossed paths with Akil. 
and I saw what he was doing and I was super excited. And I basically crashed one of his classes and said, please, please, please let me join your crew. And <laughs> after discussing it with his team, he finally decided to let me in. And I've been following him around along with following Tom around ever since. All right, Howie. Hi, I'm Howard Marbury. I run HWM training in Ocala. I'm a mostly retired attorney and a range master certified instructor. Um, right now, I'm, I'm doing mostly gateway classes and following Ock all over the country uh, to help him do whatever he wants to do because he's Ock and uh, learning from him and Tiff. And I still enjoy doing that and my range master family. Thanks for having me tonight. Sure. Ock. Man, me and this mute thing. So listen, <laughs> what's up? I'm Ock, uh, lead instructor, Citizen Safety Academy, uh, staff instructor with, under Tom Givens, my mentor. Um, run a small, uh, Citizen Safety Academy is down here in the sunny climes of Middle Tennessee. And for years, I was, I've been doing it for a long time, but not really well. And uh, so I was uh, trying to get it off the ground and then Tiff came along and said that I was doing it wrong and fixed it. And it's been wonderful ever since. Um, Ever since she came along, we've been doing gateway instruction right. I, you know, I, I was ham-handing it, and it wasn't it wasn't pretty at all. But ever since then, it's been smoothing out. And uh, she's my muse, and we get a lot done. And I've got a wonderful team of people who help me out here. Some, uh, and some of the most of them, they, of them are the people here on the panel today. And I'm gonna thank them for coming out, and and uh, we're gonna have a good time. Carson. Hey, Carson Baldry. Uh, currently, I'm in the very beginning of a law enforcement career, and I'm starting to work with Akil and Tiffany at Citizen Safety Academy. Um, prior to that, I was an EMT, and then prior to that, I was an infantryman in the Marine Corps for about six years with a few deployments. Their um, deployment was a year up, and I didn't want to do that anymore, so I moved on and still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. So, All right, Jerry. Hey, I'm Dr. Jimmy. I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm the lead instructor for uh, practical defense training. And um, by the very name of it, practical defense training, we wanted to do things that were practical to the everyday person, which means that we end up with a lot of gateway people. So connecting with Ack and Tiff was just the absolute best thing we could have done. All right. So Tiffany, tell us about the gateway instructor certification course. Okay. Um, even though this is Ox brainchild, but I get called on to, to explain it. That's okay. That's I, I you know that, how to work the mute button. <laughs> I try. Um, so gateway instruction is teaching, I should say the art and the science of teaching brand, brand, brand new shooters or new entrants to the firearms training world or re-entrance to the training world who have been absent for a while, or um, retraining of folks whose original training um, was uh, from a different era, from a different school of thought, or folks who just want to kind of kickstart or restart their training journey. Um, the key tenets of gateway instruction are that trainers cannot make any assumptions about their their instruct their students and they really have to learn how to take students as they are accept them however they come and 
teach them as blank slates. And sometimes that means getting them to the blank slate phase in the first place, because some of them bring a lot of misconceptions and misinformation that has to be erased off of the slate first in order for it to be blank. So it seems a little bit straightforward and may seem simple, but it is absolutely not. Um, in fact, Ak and I teach in our gateway training program that that this is perhaps in many ways the most difficult um, market of students to teach well because it's very nuanced and uh, there are a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fine tuning that has to go into making sure students get the most out of a gateway instructional experience because what's at stake there is not just whether a student learns what you're teaching, but whether a student changes his or her attitude towards training in general and is open to continuing taking training courses in the future. All of that is on the line in a gateway course. And so Ak and I really started um, honing our, our approach to gateway instruction and it really became clear to us just how different that was as an endeavor for instructors versus teaching students who already had some idea of what training is all about. And it's it's so different and so nuanced that we decided to codify it, to operationalize it, to, uh, to write it down, and to develop it into a curriculum. And that began as the gateway instructor development course and then Ak got so much interest in an actual certification that we tweaked the class and made it into a certification course and that's that's the two-day curriculum that we offer now. All right you said two things in there that really caught my attention so we're going to have the first deviation from the game plan right here and now. Okay. <laughs> uh, if we were sitting in Tom's living room Tiffany would put up the stay on task slide on the tv but she doesn't have the ability to do that right now. So, oh, don't doubt my abilities. Is that a challenge? <laughs> because I have it ready. I can yeah. share my screen if you like. <laughs> but but you mentioned two things in there that, that really struck a chord with me. And the first was, you said training and the retraining. And then you say clean slate and then getting things off the slate. And those things go hand in hand to me. It seems like new instructors sometimes they make it almost apologetic for the fact that they're new and they'll, they'll try to say, but, but don't worry, I'm only teaching intro classes. <laughs> Folks, these are intro classes are the absolutely the most important aspect of this whole training thing. And they're the thing that most of the people that get into this, that they, they tend to, whether they'll admit it or not, they have visions of being the Tom Givenses of the world, the Dave Spaldings of the world, the John Farmer traveling around and everybody doing all this kind of stuff. Folks, it's those brand new people that just bought a gun or they come to you interested in buying a gun and they want to learn something about it beforehand those are the most important students that we have out there. And the, whether they get trained correctly from the beginning can impact their ultimate top-level performance. Uh, there's a, a bunch of science out there on this. How'd you like that identical term, Tiffany, a bunch of science? 
uh, get into Dustin, Dustin Solomon's uh, books and everything about the murder programs that you learn first become the strongest murder programs. And for those of you very experienced shooters that are listening or watching this right now, going, what, what's the big deal? Okay, think back to when you tried to change a technique. Yeah. How much harder was it to change a technique than it was to learn a technique in the first place? And people who get taught incorrectly or are allowed to do things incorrectly on the range, that becomes their strongest murder program and what they want to default back to. And then every other coach or instructor that they deal with from then on is fighting that battle with them. And then they're fighting that battle the student is internally as to how they're going to do things. And that, you know, that has an impact on what their top shelf, top of the line performance could be. You screw somebody up in the very first lesson, you may be the reason they never get above B class, if you want to put it in USPSA terms or, or, or something along those lines. That's how important this gateway stuff is. And I'm so glad that I don't do it. <laughs> oh, I don't do it so in the I, same way. So actually, Lee, that that brings up another point. I'm, I'm uh -huh. sorry to interrupt you. Um, no, you're not. I just, go ahead and do it anyway. Well, yeah, I am. Um, I'm sorry. If you, I'll, I will ask permission, may I interrupt? Okay, absolutely. Okay, that's, real quick, because um, you said I'm so glad I don't do it, and that's mm -hmm. the part mm -hmm. that a lot of people. That's the self um, awareness that a lot of mm -hmm. people either never reach or refuse to accept. There's nothing wrong with not wanting to do gateway instruction. In fact, one of the things I and I say is, hey, if you go through our class. And we tell you all the little nitpicky things that make a gateway instruction class um, soar and you feel like it and you're not interested in that or you'd rather focus on something else. I'd rather you focus on that something else than try to change a gateway class into something that it's not because that only happens to the detriment of your students. So okay. I commend you, Lee, for deciding that for yourself and saying, actually, no, this is my lane over here. I wish more instructors would ask themselves that question and really determine, you know, really, really interrogate whether you need to be teaching um, gateway classes and whether you enjoy teaching gateway classes, because if the answer to either of those is no, then um, you should do like Lee and, and find what your lane is and stay there. I do teach new shooters, but they're all employees and I, I pick their gear. They don't get to go to the store and buy some god awful pistol and holster combination that show up in the class and I have to try to make it work. I issued them a Glock 17 and a duty holster. You know, so I get I get to set the stage for how I deal with the new students. I don't get to come as you are students. And I learned pretty quickly that I just don't have the patience and the temperament for that. And I moved off into something else. And so God bless you folks that that do have the patience for it. Want to do it. Ock, do you have anything you want to add to what Tiffany said? No, um, the uh, one thing, um, what you guys are saying is uh, what the thought behind what kind of got me going this direction was a conversation with Kathy Jackson, where she said the best and most experienced instructors should teach the new students. 
And um, I couldn't give a better story than Tiff walking in the Range Master in 2000, 2001 and being taught by Tom Gibbons. And had she gone across town to another instructor, she might, might not be sitting on this panel today. Um, so, you know, it, when we, we got started doing it, we found out, you know, we was asking ourselves, well, why don't more instructors do this? And we realized why, because it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy. Uh, and it's the most consequential training that most people get. And in a lot of cases, it's the only training some, some you know, firearms, um, you know, people who are interested in firearms or some shooters get. Um, and so it's it's often overlooked, um, passed down to other people who aren't qualified to do it right. And I think that, you know, us as people of the gun who want more and more people to come into our community, that we need to actually maybe pay a little more attention to. It's also the biggest part of the industry. You know, um, and, you know, when I decided I was going to start doing classes, it's, you know, okay, do I start going for the same however many people that, you know, we see in all the classes once you start, once you become a training junkie, you start seeing the same people in class after class after class, okay, now do I find something niche and try to, you know, market it to those people, or how about the other 300 million Americans out there that may or may not, you know, be getting good training while we turn towards them and see what we can do to bring more people into this, this wonderful community that we have, so. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to start with the, uh, I guess we're going to call them student panelists because they were students in this class, even though they're all, it is an instructor certification class. Uh, Michael, what drew you to this class? Uh, so what drew me to this class, honestly, was, uh, was my friend Marcus. Um, so Marcus lived around the corner from me and, uh, like literally five minutes and, uh, we started shooting, you know, little local matches met that way. And then he asked me to put together a competition class for him uh, because he said I was the only one that made him nervous on the firing line, uh, which anybody who's ever seen Marcus shoot in the past. Yeah, that's, that was, anyway, so long story short, he then started asking me to put together curriculum for him. And uh, then he asked me like, Hey, do you think that, uh, getting Ock and Tiffin would be a good idea. And I remembered a podcast a long time ago with Akil and Tiffany from, uh, with John Johnson on Ballistic Radio and said, yes, you, you need to bring them. I will pay you money, uh, get them in now uh, because, you know, you, you have the known knowns, the known unknowns, the unknown unknowns. And I don't, I don't know those bottom two. Uh, and I've been teaching on a volunteer basis for 17 years on the rifle side. So if I'm going to start to help people out on the pistol side, which is, you know, it's, it's more practical. I should probably figure some of that stuff out so I can be a better instructor for those students. And that happened on October 29th. And I took over 12 pages of notes. <laughs> All right, Amy. Um. So I found Ock and Tiff uh, actually through John Murphy. He recommended because I'm in Tennessee, he's like, you need to go see them. And the gateway class that they had planned on doing in May didn't work for me. And then it got pushed back to October, which worked out perfectly. Um, also, you know, at Marcus's place. Um, I don't know how many pages of notes I have, but it's probably over 10. Um, and I didn't know what I didn't know. When I came out of the NRA certification, I knew enough to know that I, there's no way I could teach class. I was not qualified to teach class. Um, 
I'd been to your class. Um, I still felt like so many puzzle pieces were missing. And because I have, I'm in a unique situation where I'm both, you know, learning how to shoot as I'm learning how to teach almost. I really want to create something, you know, that helps people get along with this journey and getting the parameters for not just how to set up a gateway class, but how to be a better teacher was just invaluable from gateway. And um, like, you just don't know what you don't know. So to be able to go there and have Tiff and Ock do distill down like decades of what they've learned and be like, here, like, this is it. And then they, all the exercises they give you are super cool. They, they give you exercises that show you how hard it is to convey simple concepts to people. And you're there and you're like, oh my God. I mean, Carson and I were paired up. And remember that the, can we talk about what one of the exercises, the, uh, the different color shapes exercise? Like you have to sit there and get people to create a particular shape using different cutouts of colored construction paper and different shapes, but you can't say the name of the shape. And you have to like twist your brain around that and think outside of the box. And the, it gets you to think like somebody isn't going to know all the gun terminology. So you have to think about how to re-say it in a different way so that they understand it. And that was part of the brilliance of that class. And also being very clear, like on, you should, don't be introducing a shot timer in a gateway class. Like, no, 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 you know, walk, run, crawl. So that was great even to be like, okay, well now I have these basic things when I start to develop my curriculum, like these are my parameters. And I will say to the teaching new students, one of the things I learned in that class was, who running a line is, it's hard. And is that something at this stage in my teaching that I want to do? Or do I just want to focus on one-on-one -on -one instruction for a certain amount of time until I get ready to teach a bigger class? And that's also invaluable knowledge too. Yeah. Uh, teaching individuals and running a line are two entirely different skills. And you mentioned something there with, with the terminology. I keep a running file on my phone that I call instructor thoughts. And if whenever I think of something about teaching or just in general, I open that up and I and I put it in, in there. And occasionally when I do instructor development stuff for other people, I, I bring it up as this the one thing file. And it's, I need you to give me one thing that you've learned while doing this. And I, I take it and add those to the file. One of mine that I have put in there is that terminology is not universal. And that's one thing we have to acknowledge, too, because there's been times, even with experienced students on the line, I have said something that I thought everyone should know. And then they just kind of look at you like, what, what do you mean? You can see see the look on their face. And if you're if you're paying attention, you see the look on their face and then you have to stop. OK, this is what I'm saying. What are you hearing? And have those those thoughts because I mentioned a particular instructor in a class of other instructors and said something about whatever and some guy like like raised his hand what he says I don't know who any of those people are that you just mentioned I'm like well then get off my range but I stifled it and I held it in for once. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll come back and give you a special class later. But uh, 
Howie, what brought you in? Uh, well, I, you know, I'm range master. You know, I, I, I am. I've grown in range master. Tom Gibbons is my mentor, and at my first TACCON, I saw Ot and Tiffany and chased after them. They were the only people that looked like me in the whole TACCON, and I was chasing after them forever. And if you sit down and talk to Tiffany or or Ot for any period of time, you were overwhelmed by their knowledge and expertise, and um, that's just something you want to be close to. I, I'm watching Amy discuss her experience and she's the reason why I love Gateway. If you could just see the joy in her face about what she learned uh, during those two days with Ak and Tiff, uh, that's why I love Gateway instruction. But I think um, one of the important points in it from, from this class is that it was geared towards Gateway students, but everything Ak and Tiff talked about in terms of, of teaching applies at all levels of this game. Um, I, I don't think that there's any instructor at any level that cannot gain from the activities and the lessons that were taught. I've been to a bunch of certification classes and uh, Ock and Tiff's uh, presentation and subject matter applies across the spectrum. It is, it is outstanding. I, I mean, it, it, they have you run a line, they have your teach backs are outstanding. It's clear that Tiffany is just an expert in education. It was wonderful. I can't recommend it more highly. You just mentioned one of my favorite terms, teachbacks. It is one of just absolutely just grates me when there's not teachbacks in instructor courses. I understand why sometimes, you know, depending on the parameters of the course and everything, why it's, why it's not always feasible. But I recently attended an instructor certification course. And other than conversation between demos, there was never anything. I have an instructor certification from it, but I never had to teach in the class. Oh, yeah. And if you ever have to, to work with Tiffany as a role player in any environment, you are in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and Tiffany was the, the worst student in the class. She was a helpless student in the class, and she forced you uh, to deal with different circumstances that you're going to encounter as an instructor. It was it was really a unique and remarkable uh, training and certification program. I mean, it's it's one of the better ones I've ever attended. Yeah, you know, another thing along those lines is something that Larry Mudgett said that struck me when, when I took his class is that his beginner class and his instructor class are the same class. And there's so much truth to that when if you sit back and think about it. And while y'all are sitting back thinking about it, Carson. Uh, so my first few classes were tactical response, and I was looking to branch out and, and take some more. And I kind of ran out of like the big names to, that I could find near me. And I just stumbled across Citizen Safety Academy on Google somewhere. I read a couple of reviews and just kind of went through on a whim. This was in 18 or 19, I forget. And uh Akil managed to put a what you call citizens defensive pistol now combine that with an NRA curriculum and it wasn't funny. And I thought it was really great class. So um, from there I just started taking more with them and it's kind of been following along. So when he, we, we had talked about gateway instruction before. Um, and so when he and Tiffany mentioned that I was, I was all in on it. So, um, and you mentioned teach backs again too. Like I've been to other instructor certifications where you, they just tell you what you're supposed to teach them. It's just a course curriculum or an outline. It's not even about how to teach the curriculum, let alone testing if you can. So 
uh, that's something I think they nailed because there were several exercises where you had to do that. And I've run firing lines before in the military where everybody has the same expectations of what to do at El Perino, the commands and all, but having to do that with a bunch of unknowns, even at, at as students that were instructor level, that was still challenging, uh, but they gave us a format to do that in. So I thought that was, that was great. Oh, man. In the very first open enrollment class that I ran through my business, a student just spontaneously walked off the line and left to go do something. And you're a military, you're in your early phases of law enforcement now. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, what would have happened? Somebody would have lost something. <laughs> have the wrath of God would have come from the parted clouds and come down. And like this student just like all of a sudden, oh, I need something from the table and just walked off to go get it. And I was I actually went blue screen of death for a second. Like, how do I handle this guy? You can't do it. There's no crying in baseball. You can't just walk off of my line. What are you doing? Yeah, and that's that where the throwing things are how you address that normally. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I learned to start talking about in our safety brief and a kind of range etiquette thing is we don't just walk off the line. You get right. my attention because- and say, I need to go do something or something along those lines, or, you know, usually I have Steve or somebody helping, you know, one of those things, but we don't just walk away. Right. Because if you haven't taught it, then you can't expect it. If you haven't taught it or you haven't assessed for it, then you can't expect it. And what, one of the biggest things we do in our gateway instructors to remind enthusiast level instruct enthusiast level students and enthusiast level instructors of people who like us who are into it is that they aren't you. Well, as we say, they ain't you. You know what I'm saying? And um, we have to be reminded of that sometimes that, you know, we understand the culture. You know, we, by the time you take, you know, range master instructor development course, you pretty much know not to just walk off the line. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, but, you know, everywhere else they, they are at, you know, they've been, you know, we, I was talking to this week and I did some stuff in Memphis and I was talking to Will Dugan about it. And he was telling me, uh, getting students to understand that, no, you just can't go out. You can't just leave for an hour and then come back to the class and still expect to be certified. <laughs> you know, and so we have to lay little things like that out that they wouldn't know, like, well, why not? I, I pay you, you know what I'm saying? And so we have to understand, make them understand why, but it's really starting from a clean slate. And a lot of times we, we assume, you know, um, I was shotgun. Rob Hart said that this, this, this summer or the spring in, in his class, the, the great Rob Hart said, you know, you cannot us never assume what your students know, never assume what your students know. You know, if you haven't taught it or you haven't assessed for it, then assume that it's not there. There you go. There's a quick, there's a, I'm sorry, doc, just let me jump in very quickly. There's a second part to what Ox said that's critical at the gateway level. Part one is they ain't you. Instructors have to understand that their students are not them, don't have their background, don't have their experience, don't have their same interests and motivations. So that's just part one. Part two is and that's okay. <laughs> One of the mistakes that instructors often make subconsciously, they, they don't mean to do it, it just happens as a reflex, is kind of like what you were saying, Lee, how dare you walk off my line? You know, that's the judgment part that is warranted in when you're teaching students who understand the culture, who have a background in this, but brand spanking new gateway and gateway students 
We can't assume any of that. And we can't fault them for not intuitively knowing those things. So that's what, that's why Ox said what he said, you know, if you haven't taught them, don't just assume they won't do it, but assume they will do the exact opposite, you know, um, and all of that goes into gateway instruction. And that's, that just kind of, that's a sneak peek at the infinite amount of things that you have to keep in mind with gateway instruction that you don't necessarily have to worry about when teaching more advanced students. I'm sorry, Dr. Jimmy. <laughs> totally okay. Because when, when you know, Lee asks what drew me to it, what made me want to do it, Ock and Tiff are what drew me to it. Um, I, I've had enough experience with them, both with in-person classes and, and online classes that I go, as an educator, as somebody who's been doing this for years, with, with education and training and facilitation to go, when, when you walk into a class with them, you know that they're going to give you the highest quality content that you can get. And, and having that just a couple hours up the road for me. And when they said, hey, we're offering it here in Nashville. And I was like, yes, I can be there for it this time. I'm there. And knowing that every time I've, I've even just had a a Facebook Messenger conversation with them, I took something away from it. Um, and, and everybody's talking about all the notes they took. I just counted because I got my notebook with me. I took 22 pages of notes in the Gateway Instructor class, and that doesn't count all the pictures of slides that I took that uh, add to the notes that I took. So everything that I take away from it is so much more than what I could even put into getting to it, not just the cost and, and the effort of going there and, and, and the time. But I, I mean, I will, I have no doubt that I will spend years digesting the totality of everything that we covered in that class. And I still won't feel like I've got it. Well, that means you just need to take it three more times. So. <laughs> as long as they'll let me audit it. <laughs> All right, we're going to go back around the horn with your biggest takeaway from from the class. And we'll go back to Michael. So probably my biggest takeaway was trying to realize the gap between where I currently am versus where I started, let alone someone else who started. Uh, so I come from a family where I am the black sheep, like I'm the only one that shoots guns. I was the only one that volunteered for the military, that sort of stuff. Uh, and when you've been teaching this for so long, you just kind of forget where you started. Um, and one of the things that was just mentioned about the uh, how a instructor can really screw up the baseline instruction for a student and like handicap them. Uh, ex-girlfriend of mine was in a class and kept arguing with an instructor that we had paid like $400 for about what well, my instructor says, like she was in that mindset to where there was no chance it was ever going to, to change because her first instructor said, this is the way, not it is a way. Uh, so that was pretty enlightening for me. And that has really reformed uh, how I've gone about it. You know, that goes right back to what Tiffany and Locke were saying. They ain't you. And you talk about you being the black sheep from the family. My family is exactly the opposite of that. If you don't shoot, you're kind of like, what's what's going on with him? 
or her. He probably ran out of ammo. Yeah. Um, I fired my first shot from an actual gunpowder powered firearm at six years old. And was shooting BB guns before that. You know, I grew up in a very extended family with four generations on my side of the road, four generations on the other side of the road. All of us. You know, we're 12 year old boys running around with shotguns. You know, it's that was that was our normal. And I can tell you the model numbers. I can tell you which ammunition we were using. I can tell you all of that stuff. And it just seems abnormal to me for people not to to be able to do that same thing. And so that's one of the things, like I say, going right back to when you start teaching people, they ain't me. Teaching on the law enforcement side and the private citizen side, I understood that from the private citizen side. I lost students on the law enforcement side that were struggling students because I couldn't accept the fact that they weren't me. You went through the academy just like I did. <laughs> You're shooting the same gear that I I am. Everything. How can you not know this? Yeah, I, I had the exact opposite of that uh, when I was in MP school up at Wright Pat. Uh, I was looking at the small arms cadre of how how do you not know this stuff? Yeah. Like so yeah i i understand where you're coming from but yeah. you know it, it took the smack of the face of hey you haven't you forgot where you came from yeah. put yourself uh, jerry, back in those shoes jerry mccown brought it up in an episode that he was on quite a few episodes back you know maslow's hierarchy of needs and one of those is ego and if you damage a student's ego you lose them forever and you know, that's one of the things we've got to face when dealing with students at any level, especially at the beginning. Tiffany, you look like you got something you want to say. No, I'm just enjoying it. Oh, okay. It looked like you're... you're, you're. I, I do. Um, okay. It's interesting hearing you guys say that because I I was assessing my, my background and I grew up, you know, shooting guns at five and six years old and, you know, my dad had me shooting in you know a AK-47 when I was 12 years old and we were the weirdos in my community <laughs> so here we are this family doing that but nobody where I'm from in Buffalo New York was really doing that you know and so my dad um, was always a you know voice out in the wilderness you know trying to get people to do that more and more and more and so I think that's helped me in this way is that you know when it comes to you know gun culture 2.0 and reaching out to them that's all I've ever done you know, where I grew up, you know, it took me to move down to Nashville to be around people who grew up like me, you know what I'm saying? Because where I'm from, nobody grows up like that, you know, and even us, we had to go out into the rural areas in the summer to do that. And, but we only, we only did that during that time of the year because the rest of the year was, you know, it was um, in pretty much a non-permissive environment, you know, in, in Western New York. So um, it's interesting just, you know, comparing what you guys are saying and what, what normal is for people. Um, and now we have, tables turned a bit you know the culture's turned a bit and so where I think with the way Lee grew up was more the norm you know a generation or two ago I think the way I grew up and in, in the environment that I grew up in is becoming as cities get bigger and people leave the rural areas and move into the cities that is that's becoming more the norm so it's interesting to think about yeah you know, now if I want if I want to go shoot I have to get in my vehicle and drive somewhere growing up I've deer hunted from the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> 
sitting there, sitting inside, looking out the window. Oh, there's one in the pasture and go outside. You know, that, that was just, just, just a difference. Tiffany, you were going to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just to tie all of that back to gateway instruction. Yeah. It One of the things that we teach is the importance of having a diverse teaching team or training team. And just listening to Lee, Ock, Mike, and, and then considering myself and thinking about Amy, like there's so much diversity of backgrounds just on this call alone. And for gateway instruction, it's, it's even more critical than in other settings that you ally yourself with an instructor who is competent for the gateway space, but who has a very different background from your own. That helps to keep everybody on their toes. I mean, Akil and I uh, have extremely different backgrounds and we are so much greater than either one of us individually. It just, it really, being a part of his training team just reinforces to my mind, how important it is, A, to not, not teach by yourself if you can help it. It's not, I mean, some folks, you know, don't have that luxury. But two, when you, when you build your team, look for diversity. If you have, if you came out of the womb guns blazing, don't, don't team up with folks who are also like that, you know, team up with Amy, team up with me, team up with somebody whose background is completely different. And then you can bounce those, those variations off of each other and off of your students in class. And it just makes for a much more robust learning experience for everybody involved. All right, Amy, what drew you to the class? We answered that question, right? We're going to takeaways. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Takeaways. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So this ties it in together. So there's two things. The first was that the student isn't going to remember what you taught them as much as they're going to remember how you made them feel. And I mean, that's it. You know, if I hadn't had the teachers that I had, I wouldn't be here on this panel. You know, I wouldn't have been inspired to keep training, to keep learning, to do more, to then want to step way out of my comfort zone and try to teach other people. So the feelings can't be discounted. And then the other part of it, and this was this was because it was funny, but also because it was true. One of the things that they said over and over in that class was, if you're not, you suck, get better with a pointer pointing at something. And that was really good too, because you have to think about like, you know, have I pushed myself? Am I doing this? You know, or have I just gotten into, I'm reading off of a page. You know, it was like, you got to invest as an instructor. So you have to get the tools, you have to do the things. So those were the two things that were, were really good because you're going to find out where you are in your journey as an instructor. Um, but you're also going to find out what your students are going to need and how you can provide that for them. How? I mean, in addition to what Amy said, which is absolutely true, um, I think that the thing that I got so much out of, out of the class, but the thing that I think my greatest weakness that um, was brought to the fore was the organization was amazing. And the importance of organization in terms of not only making your students feel safe, um, but making it easier for them in the educational environment how we lay out the guns, the things that weren't said that, that you saw. Um, the lesson plan for this class was down to like the minute. You know exactly what's happening at every single stage. Um, 
And when you when you mess with Tiffany, <laughs> you get to learn how to organize a class in a manner that makes people want to learn and feel comfortable learning. And I, I thought that was just outstanding. In addition to the teach backs and the range work, um, the the way that they taught you how to organize for safety for for brand new shooters, I think is exceptional. You know, you're talking about laying out the guns and everything. One of the things I also learned running my business versus running cop ranges was you better be in control when people get out of their vehicle in the parking lot. Because uh, I saw someone, yeah, just go down there, set up at the table down there and, and get started. And uh, we, we avoided catastrophe in the first couple of, of classes narrowly and my whole outlook on that got shaken up and changed because again they ain't me yeah you tell anybody in this panel go take your bag set up on that table down there be ready you know to go set your bag down so that your muzzle's facing down range all that kind of stuff get started the students don't necessarily know that and you've got to be be dealing with it you, you, class doesn't start at the time class starts class starts before people even begin arriving yeah and on that point lee the class teaches a lot of preemptive techniques mm -hmm. to help facilitate those kinds of um uh you know disaster aversions right mm -hmm. because the one way to 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 address a situation like that is to make sure you're in control of the parking lot and make sure you're watching what happens at that table Another way to address it is to remove the table, you know, like, so we, 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 we talk about ways that you can get four, five, six, eight, 20 steps ahead of any of the bad decisions um, that, you know, your students may unknowingly make. They don't, they're, they don't know that it's a bad decision. It's only that from our perspective, because again, they ain't you, as we said earlier. So it's a great point, Lee. Carson. I think my biggest takeaway was probably how to approach new students or setting up a class for them. Um, I don't think I use the phrase delicate, but it kind of is. Um, some of these students may be coming from two class out of a, a Trump traumatic experience. You know, they're either there because of fear or in spite of fear. Um, and even if they're not, we don't want it to become a tra traumatic experience being at the class because we are trying to encourage them to continue training in the future. So it it's almost like a, a carrying a, that tone throughout the entire class from when they show up all the way to when they finish the class. All right. Before we go to Dr. Jimmy, Tiffany, and I'm going to put you, give you notice to start thinking, you're going to ask the next question of the panel. So go ahead and have one in mind. Doc, what, what was your biggest takeaway? Exact language. It was probably in the first 10 minutes of the class. And they said, use exact language which led me back to thinking how much work have i put into teaching someone what we mean when we say instead of just saying pull the slide back and let go or spend three more minutes talking about when we say rack the slide here's what we mean and here's how you should do it or when we say cease fire here's what it is and here's how you should do it and here's just say stop and, and Ak and Tiff can tell you, like, I, I challenge the assumption in the class 
because I'm one of those people who I want to know the why behind everything. Um, even though we don't ask why, what? Uh, but when, when we ask about those things, I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm going, but okay, you know, let, let's work that out. And in, in, the, in the little bit of time since I took this class, I have eliminated probably 20 minutes of jargon by just saying, pull the slide to the back and let go of it, or just stop, just stop, just stop where you are. We'll fix it. Don't worry about it. Exact language. If, 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 if my money was worth nothing more than exact language, it was worth those two words. You hit on something there too. And I can't remember if it was Wayne Dobbs or Sherman House that told me this. So I want to give it credit to both of them because they're both smart enough to say something like this. You know, the quickest way to tell somebody nothing is to try to tell them everything I know. And when whichever one was told me that, I started thinking about all the stuff that I did in class. And I started, you know, eliminating things. Like I used to go into great lengths as to why I thought isosceles was better than Weaver. Well, one for thing, I didn't know what Weaver was. I knew what people had told me Weaver was, which turned out not to be what Weaver is at all. And eventually my positional stances was, I suggest you use one. I really don't care. As long as we get the gun between you and the bad guy and press the trigger without misaligning the gun, it doesn't matter. And we spend so much time on such unimportant things that we shortcut what we could be doing and accomplishing what we could be accomplishing. All right, Tiffany, you have the floor. Okay, so my question is, um, and I don't know if anybody will want to, if, I don't know if everybody will want to respond. Some of the, some of you may have already touched on this, but my question would be, uh, based on what you learned from the Gateway Instructor Course, what do you now in hindsight see is the most common or the most detrimental mistake that instructors make when teaching new students, which may not have the same negative effect <laughs> when they're teaching um, advanced students. So I think Dr. Jimmy might want to jump in there. <laughs> um, it, it goes back to what I just said, exact language. I, I can't tell you the number of basic classes I go to where they're using so much industry jargon and then they act annoyed with the students because they don't know it. Oh. Right, we'll go in reverse clock order now since Jimmy started off, Carson. <laughs> All right. Um, the level of detail you give in instruction or, or really, really the technical details I'm getting at, you know, um, I love getting in the weeds with details, nuanced stuff, things that don't actually matter, but I like knowing why just because. The person that just showed up with their gun for the first time doesn't care how the striker works or why the hammer moves or it, how different triggers feeling. They don't care about comparing them. They want to shoot the thing they've got and they have a reason for that. And we have to do it for that reason. So being able to scale how much depth you go into based on one, what they need, but two, how much they want to want to know after that is, is really important because you'll, you'll run them off. They're stopped listening to you. They don't hear the important parts, even if they're spread throughout there because they don't know how to filter that yet. 
Ooh, ooh, can I make a comment on that? Absolutely. Uh, Tiff, one time we, we were preparing a, a gateway course for an organization and Tiff was doing, I'm, I'm so used to, most of us, when we do a gateway class, we go through all of the different action types of semi-automatic pistols. And then gate, Tiff, she's my, when I say she's, she's literally, I'm a product of the Buffalo public school system and I, I'm not very articulate. And so I, I have thoughts in my mind and, and I just look at Tiff and I beam them into her brain and then it mixes with all the beautiful things she's got going on. And it's usually more stuff going on in there. So I like throw mine on the top of all this, this good stuff. And then Tiff just comes out with this beautiful stuff. So anyway, she sends, me the she sends me the PowerPoint and it's like, all of this is just the backs of the guns. And I'm like, huh? And then, then it hit me, her brilliance. I was like, the people don't care what, I'm describing when I'm describing double action only, double action, traditional double action. All they care, does your gun look like this? Then this is how it works. Does your gun like look like this? Then this is how it works. I'm done. <laughs> Howie? I guess there are two things. I think one uh, is equipment shaming. I think it's hard for... Um, gateway instructors not to equipment shame. And Tiffany did a wonderful job of being a student who bought her pink sky to class that her like grandfather gave her and, and was asking me what I thought about that as her self-defense weapon. So I think um, I, I think that's a real big issue for gateway instructors, recognizing that people come to class with what people told them was good and what maybe people in their family told them was a great weapon and not shaming them about what they what they have and teaching them how to run it, right? Uh, and the other thing is, is making sure that your class is open to everyone. I think we do a great disservice to our gateway students when we assume that they're all of the same political affiliation, that they believe everything that we believe about the Second Amendment, and, and we can uh, alienate a lot of folks. Um, by the jokes that they that that people make and by the political commentary that they have running through their courses. Um, this is a gateway course for everyone. And I think it's important. And they emphasize how important it is for us to protect the Second Amendment by making sure that everyone feels comfortable in class. Um, and I, those are the two things that I think that we can do that really can um, have an adverse effect on, on people continuing their path of learning in two way. Amy. Um, less is more, you know, simple, short steps for how to do things. Um, the, a, being apolitical in a class to piggyback off of that, like my job is to teach you how to gun, shoot a gun, like that's it. You know, and, um, yeah, just realizing that there's a lot of superfluous stuff, war stories, whatever that the student, the student doesn't care. They just want to not have their hands shake like this when they're in the presence of the gun. They don't want to worry about, is, is this thing going to hit me? Is it going to explode in my hands? Is there something I'm going to mess up? Um, you know, they want to come, they want to be comfortable and confident with their gun and feel competent about it. So that's, you know, the focus. Um, and they're really good. The Ak and Tiff are really good about, really getting us to hone in on that. Like, this is, you know, this is your job as a gateway instructor. No more, no less, like, that's it. Yeah, just because they came to a class doesn't mean they signed up to be a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant male that votes Republican. Yeah. 
And for gear, like one of the things that they said was, you know, just let them experience it. Don't try to tell them, like, let them experience it. You know, if they're struggling, then that's when you, you know, take out, you know, one of your guns and you say here, you know, would you like to see what this feels like instead? There you go. Michael? Uh, so I guess I'm going to go the exact opposite of Amy with the concise because I've got at least three and maybe four. Uh, probably the biggest one is uh, there's too much time running drills versus teaching principles. So, you know, just running up drills constantly doesn't help anybody, but teaching someone the principles after a drill and talking about it that's where the learning occurs that must have been very important because tiffany's still writing a note <laughs> well i yeah post notes for the win man <laughs> although i can't read my own chicken scratch i just wrote 20 seconds ago so you know there's that uh, as soon as you said that she feverishly started writing i was like and she kept writing and kept writing so that was a pretty big one yeah i mean there's there's just so much emphasis on shooting and it's like well isn't this kind of the same thing as just going from shooting cold to shooting warmed up you know yeah. um the other probably the biggest one that i've seen at least locally is there's there's one one way a way to do it because that's the way the person has been taught how to do it um so one of the red dot classes i took last year uh they were modifying my support hand grip that was so high on a bread 92 that my left palm was literally at the top of the slide and the meat of my palm here was in the uh, slide stop of a bread 92 which is a pretty sharp point and uh a that hurts a lot uh you don't learn anything it didn't do anything to uh make the gun run better and never locked back and the commentary was well, you still have a lot of, you know, muzzle flip. It's like, well, my split times are the same and it's coming back down onto target. So who cares? Uh, and, you know, to Howie's point with, with the firearm and equipment selection, uh, one of the more recent ones that I had, uh, a gal was shooting a 380 EZ uh, with a little integrated laser. And that was like, you know, the one that, the shop sold her and it was only 50 round class but halfway through she could not get the grip safety to function reliably and had all sorts of issues uh, winds up she's familiar with revolvers and she's also elderly and doesn't have the meat pad right here that you kind of need on a shield easy to make the gun work so you know having a, uh, a little taurus tx22 as a loader you know, allowed her to keep going through and it didn't shame anything, but it gave her the opportunity to still continue with the class and still learning. And, you know, she came away with like all the smiles and stuff. So I'll be uh, getting to go with her probably mid-September about how to run a revolver. So that'll be a good thing for her, I think. All right. Ock, your question for the field. Right. Um, Tiff says that I uh, 
caught a, I mean, that I came up with the term gateway and I don't think I did. So I'm waiting to find out who actually, where I heard that from. Um, I'm waiting for somebody to take credit for it. But we've, me and her in the beginning of the class, we both def define what we believe gateway um, instruction is. And we both believe what we, you know, we have our beliefs as to what it is. And they're extremely similar with, you know, very slight variances. And I'm always interested in other people's description of what gateway instruction is to them because it's something different for everybody. Um, and so I'd like to hear with you guys, each one of your, um, especially since, because before the class, we always have you write it down on a little three by five card and then we take three by five card and you know, we review them later on, but I'd be interested in, even after thinking about it, since you've had the class, maybe you refined your thoughts or thought deeper on it. So I'd be interested in what, in everybody's uh, take on what gateway instruction is. All right, we'll start with Dr. Jimmy again on this one. So I know that what I'm going to say is going to be different than what my three by five card said uh, not that long ago, but uh, I, I keep picturing that gate slide um, and uh, I think about the gateway people and exact language and that gateway student is that person. This, this is their introduction to what it's going to be like to own a firearm, to use a firearm, to Think that they need a firearm. This is the doorway, the gateway, if you will, uh, to what could be that thing that they know is not just their right, but their opportunity to take charge of their personal safety. So, yeah, there you go. Carson? For me, it's kind of an ad hoc thing. I don't have any formal gateway student classes, um, but I, I find myself approached by other people asking about advice. So uh, it's kind of doing the same thing in smaller bits and, and hoping they'll want to continue seeking out that advice and being open-minded and, and wanting to learn more. So um, it, it's almost kind of a cultural shift for me and, and wanting to pass that on and, and it's like trying to change a generation. Like we're not going to change everybody today, but maybe, maybe tomorrow they'll have a better idea. So trying to kind of spread just how people think in general and being open to learning. Well, it's kind of a, a tangential thing, but. I'm sorry. Are you, are you done? Or you... Yeah, I'm done now. I think I cut you off there for a second. Uh, Howie. Uh, I guess gateway, what, what gateway means to me is, is an introduction, uh, to the gun community. I think it's important um, that we're not trying to make John Wicks on our first day, that we're trying to make this a happy experience for them, that this is the, the building blocks of going forward. You know, if I can have a safe, fun experience uh, with a student the first time they come, I think that that's a, a successful gateway class. Even if they don't shoot, even if um, I take away their gun and give them a 22, um, we just talk about how this thing functions. Um, I think that's a successful class. I, I think that oftentimes, and Ak has called me out on this constantly, I think we try and do too much with new people. And I think it's overwhelming um, for a lot of new people who are coming into guns to try and teach them how to do everything that first day. And, and like Amy said, less is so much more, um, particularly with people who are fearful. So I, I think that Gateway is about just a, a general introduction into this community, showing that we're not all insane and um, we go slow and, and allow them to grow 
um, and come back and, and do more. I don't think it's important for us to try and make them a self-defender the first day, but a good solid introduction, I think goes so much further in developing our community. Yeah, going back to the they ain't us thing or they ain't you. And you talk about we try to do too much with them when they're new in the first day. That applies really across the spectrum as well. We're all highly motivated students or you wouldn't be taking these instructor classes. And you know, if you're listening to the show, you're a highly motivated person in this field. Yeah, I teach a lot of agency classes and I have cut those back to no more than four hours when I teach them because that is the amount of information that they can receive. And, probably, and even then, sometimes it's overloaded. You know, and for us, the two-day classes or three-day classes, like we're, we're, at the end of that, we're getting warmed up, we're ready to go. And, you know, there's just a finite of information amount that people can receive and absorb and process and almost so much of that is getting through uh, you know one of the reasons decent shooters become good shooters and good shooters can become great shooters and the like is that they continue to practice they continue to learn they continue to evolve and what they're doing is each time they're just a little bit more information gets through the filters a little bit more information gets through the filters it gets absorbed and processed in and you know, Tiffany and I and Howie, you've assisted with the Range Master Instructor Development class a number of times after you initially took the class. Do you still pick up things when you take the class? Because there's no pressure on you whatsoever. You're not having to load mags. You're not having to perform. You just get to sit there and listen. And while other people are shooting and you're watching them, you can be thinking about what Tom just said. And that information gets through your filters. And as John Hearn posed the question, right at the, one of the very beginning episodes of the show is, do we shoot too much in shooting classes? The answer is yes. But now, Amy, you have to go back and answer Ock's question. Yeah, I got it. And I got a way different take than when I took the class. Okay. It's hospitality. It's being warm and welcoming. And, you know, the student is worth it. They're worth learning to defend themselves and you want them to come back for more. And the way that I see it, it's like, you know, if I've invited anyone over to my house for dinner, it's like, it's going to be so good that y'all want to come back. You know, the lighting, the music, the food, the conversation, like that's the experience, you know, is a gateway thing that if you can provide that for somebody, then it's a win. And the teaching just will happen, you know, structured and so very well thought out in there. But that's like the feeling of gateway that it's kind of come to mean to me. Oh, thank goodness for the magnificent Steve. <laughs> he handles all that for me. I don't have to. I don't, I don't have to do all that. Don't I like the feels. I'm not afraid of the feels, <laughs> Lee. Lee, you, you're, not, you're not bringing on your top hospitality game. Come on, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what that's what that's why Steve is there. Steve is amongst there. many other things. <laughs> yeah, he's very good at it too. He's all he's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so funny. We'll be talking after a class, and like I make up names for people in my head, and it may not necessarily be their actual name, 
and like we'll be packing up stuff at the end of class and Steve will mention somebody by name or whatever. I'll go, which one was that? And he'll say, second from the end, their their neighbor just had surgery. So I'm going over to build a ramp for them to get in and out of their house easier next week. <laughs> How did you find out? <laughs> and he'll know something about them and everything. And it's just, I thank goodness for Steve. Thank goodness for Steve. Michael? Uh, so I think that I'd probably define it as I'm trying to teach concepts to enable the independent self-teaching, which is also going to allow the student to do better future class selection. And I need to do that in a fun and welcoming way. Uh, because frankly, if it's not fun, A, what's the point? Like no one's ever going to do the thing that sucks every single time they do it. So they'll never practice, they'll never get better at it, and they'll never look to find anything that they don't know. Yeah. Um, I walked in on an interesting conversation at the at the sheriff's office yesterday. And it was basically a rehash of an argument that two supervisors had just had earlier and one of the supervisors had given up on an employee and the other supervisor said something to the effect of I don't care how many times you've had to tell them Weems hasn't given up on me at the range yet and even though he's told me 25 times, he'll tell me 26. Well, I think that's the difference between a leader and a manager, right? And, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here because like, I wasn't aware that the person thought of it that way. And it really struck a thing with me on don't give up on the student. Who is this all about? It's about the student. This particular person has been a student of mine because she's worked at the sheriff's office six, seven years now. And she's still in the gateway. But she hasn't given up on herself yet because in her mind, I haven't given up on her. And that just rocked me for a second and everything. And I, I tried not to show it as they're saying it. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everything, I went back to my office and sat down like, wow. I'm really glad that I didn't damage her ego. And lose her, because there's some people I can't say that about that I did. And all of this tonight is just driving home to me the importance of this initial instruction that people get. And Michael, you just put, put a thing in the second and third order effects. You just put that in the chat. Would you go into that? Yeah, so like second, third order effects are real. So you, know, you not giving up on your employee, that is transferring directly to someone else that has given up on someone else. So 
it, it's a real thing. You know, if, if you give up and you just feel like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, are you, it's not about you. It's, it's about the person you're trying to help. They're coming to you because they don't know. And if you don't know how to help them, that's fine. You need to tell them that directly, but you also need to get off your ass and go find someone who can and make that connection because it's, it's your, do- your, your job to teach them. You know, so if, if you can't do that directly, you need to facilitate it at the bare minimum. There you go. There you go. Um, anyone have any closing thoughts on that real quick before we move on to the, to the last thing? I Amy, you got something? We'll go to Amy and then we'll come back to Op. You will have fun taking the Gateway Instructor course. You're going to laugh. It's fun. That's my final thought. Something I learned from Amy a couple days ago. Um, I hosted Amy here and she had a, uh, she did her awesome OC, um, OC course and and she, she said, she it was a slide that she had to me reflect on what we do with the gateway thing. And we all want people to learn competence so they can gain confidence, um, you know, with, with the firearm. But before that, they have to be comfortable. Um, and that's a big part of the, the gateway thing is making, as Amy said, the hospitality, making people comfortable so that they can get to the point of competence even, so they can develop the confidence. Um, so when I saw that on her slide, I started writing it down, you know, behind, so I didn't want to, you know, sort of see me. <laughs> I've been reflecting on that slide ever since there, so ever since then. So thank you, Amy. You told me when I showed it to you and Tiff at lunch, you were going to steal it. So I already knew. Y'all go oh, run did. with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I stole yeah, 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 I did. <laughs> and Tiffany, where were you in class? Oh, I was doing work, sadly. Yeah. Okay. The day job thing is, is, oppressive <laughs> she's only changing hey, lee, the world can, though she's, can, yeah she's only changing the world so no don't don't mind too <laughs> lee can i can i amend my answer absolutely my greatest takeaway was still from everybody else there you go there you go well you know we occasionally occasionally someone comes up with an original thought or idea and all this stuff most of it is you know rehashing or you're taking something you learn from someone else and you're learning it you're putting your spin and your presentation on it when you know where it came from give credit to where you know where it came from you know if you don't know where it came from give it credit to where you learned it from or picked it up from and it's fine but don't try to pass it off as 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 you know, I came up with this or whatever. You may have come up with your way of presenting it. And it's fine to say, I learned this from somebody, from so-and-so, but I'm going to present it to teach this particular point. And that, that's all cool. But uh, if you're going to be a teacher, you've got to always be a student. And I've mentioned numerous times the definition of learning that I got from LSU instructor course that I took. Um, you know, is a persisting change in a knowledge, skill, skill, or attitude. If you're not having persisting changes in knowledge, skill, or attitude, you're not learning anything anymore. 
And, you know, it's that, that's very important that you continue to grow as a student, and it's going to make you a better presenter and instructor and teacher, which are different things. Oh, yes. <laughs> On that things. note, um, yep. one thing that Ak and I, speaking of attributing um, things that we've learned from others, one quote that Ak and I like to throw out in class and 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 and, uh, and we attributed to our good friend, and I consider him a mentor, Craig Douglas, one thing that he says a lot is, and he asks instructors that he's developing, do you want to be somebody or do you want to do something? And the ones who have trouble attributing what they've learned to others are the ones who are too busy trying to be somebody. In the Gateway Instructor course, we emphasize the importance of student-centered teaching. What you were saying earlier, Lee, about recognizing that it's not about you, the instructor. It's all about the students, even to the at the expense of the instructor. Sometimes, at least at the gateway level, and you know, it's it's critically important that anybody teaching in the gateway space understand that, that this is not about being somebody. This is not about making a name for yourself. This is not about laying the groundwork for your eventual rise to instructor stardom. That's not what this is about. If that happens, coincidentally, great, good for you. But if that's your motivation for teaching gateway students, you're in the wrong lane. Um, then wrong with that, if that's your aspiration, just please don't do that on the backs of gateway students. That's not the place to make that happen. In this space, it has to be all about the students and instructors who, who don't grasp that really are doing a disservice in the short term to their students, in the long term to the Second Amendment and to our rights as a whole. Because it's like Mike said, you know, everything has ripple effects. And we, we, those ripple effects are, are most pronounced at the gateway level. The magnificent Steve has thoroughly scolded me in one regard. And as that is, you do a great job of promoting everybody else's stuff and you don't do a good enough job of promoting your own stuff. So before the audience tunes out, so they don't hear those last three minutes where everybody says all their final stuff and everything, uh, the last weekend in October, I think it's the 28th and 29th, I have Red Hill Range Reserved, and I finally have put out an, of course, announcement on this. I am running another instructor camp. You have to already be a certified instructor to, to come to the class, and we're going to focus on the topic of interleaving, which is a learning theory that I have become very enamored with of late, and it's basically mixing skills to make your brain work harder so that you learn more. And almost all of last year's revenue from the training business went into me mastering the pistol-mounted optic because I was determined I was going to conquer this beast. And when I got to studying this whole topic of interleaving, I started applying that to mastering the pistol-mounted optic. And lo and behold, if I didn't see leaps and bounds improvements over what I had previously been doing. And so the first day we're going to come in and we'll do a little bit of classroom work on, on 
what interleaving is and the theory of it and everything. And then we're going to go out and we're doing, going to do a good bit of pistol work with me running you through a series of interleaving drills that I have developed so that you get to see the concept and practice. And we'll even apply it to some things we're trying to teach along the way. And then we're going to start on, you're going to work and develop some drills. And then Sunday will be, you're going to get to run all the other students through drills that you developed applying the interleaving process and it's going to be you're getting an opportunity to run a line and if you mess up nobody cares because you're there with just the other students you're trying to learn it's not like you got a class full of students you know people and everything it's going to be a completely supportive learning environment with immediate feedback you know just people that are trying to coach and make you better and your other students and I'm actually going to take a financial beating on doing this because I would make a whole lot more money if I took that range and ran some of my classes that I normally run. My profitability from running classes will be a lot greater than what I'll pull in uh, from doing this class. Uh, I got to do something to justify it. But uh, the fee, if you go to my webpage, firstpersonsafety.com, go up under coming events, there's a link to it. Or if you go to the Eventbrite page, look on it. The fee that's on there includes your range rental, all it. I'm supplying targets. I'm supplying all that other stuff and you know, taking it out of uh, what's coming in from the course. But the whole thing is to try to, one, expose you to the concept of interleaving and two, give you chances to coach and run lines and everything in, in that environment where that's the expectation is you're there to practice and you're there to learn and you're there to get better. And so I hope that it starts to spread, you know, throughout, throughout the instructor world. Um, so get on the webpage, look for that. The only other thing I've got scheduled coming up right now is uh, Dr. Jimmy and his crew are hosting me for a trigger management class. Uh, September 23rd. I've got three graduates of my trigger management class uh, on this panel. And um, that class wasn't doing well. I was, I was starting to get worried. And all of a sudden, we've got seven people in it. So, but that'll be a Cahutta Pines at uh, uh, up near Dalton, Georgia, in the Cisco area near Chattanooga. And that's on September 23rd. And we got room for several more people to get in on that. Uh, we're going to go back around. Uh, I want to hear your closing thoughts on the Gateway Instructor Certification class, as well as anything you've got upcoming uh, that you want to mention. I don't care if you got to sell on aluminum siding. Yeah, this is your chance to, to say it. what's going on. Michael? Uh, so anyone who's teaching should take this class. If you think that it, you don't have anything to learn from it, are you really an instructor? Like you should continue to learn as Lee's definition of what learning actually is. Um, you know, we say regularly that the advanced stuff is just the basics done very well. Um, the same thing can apply to teaching. So do yourself a favor, take the class. Uh, only thing that I really have coming up is continuing to teach uh, on a volunteer basis at uh, Ziegler Defense Systems out in Cincinnati, Ohio. Sign up. Uh, we've got red dot classes coming up. We've got shotgun classes coming up. We've got rifle classes coming up. Uh, the rifle class will be taught by Green Beret with loaner rifles available. So there's no excuse. Um, but 
Range Masters coming out uh, September 24th, I believe. Uh, Akil will hopefully mention that one. But other than that, I got nothing. Thanks for having me on. Amy? Um, Gateway thoughts. Yeah, anyone can benefit from taking it, whether you're brand spanking new. One of the most inspiring things was to hear instructors that had been instructing a long time that were in the class with me who were like, man, I wish I would have had this sooner. Um, and if nothing else, you're going to learn how to properly make, you don't learn how to do it, but you're going to learn um, what a proper PowerPoint should look like for a presentation from Tiff. <laughs> uh, so it's worth it for that. Um, because, you know, your PowerPoint probably could use some improvement. I know that uh, I leaned on that for when I created my first one. And I don't have anything coming up because I'm still waiting on my space in Chattanooga to be ready to teach out of. But uh, I did. I am teaching my first offering is pepper spray and personal, uh, proactive personal, the fundamentals of personal protection. It's, I got to come up with a catchier name. I don't like it. But uh, really focusing on soft skills um teaching you that you know however good you think you are getting that pepper spray out it, it might not it's not as easy as you think um right. and i'm building a website which is tons of fun all right and to keep the audience hanging on to the better clinging end i'm going to save tiffany and hot for last so howie uh so uh final thoughts on on the gateway program uh, this is not a shooting class. Uh, this is a teaching how to teach class. And uh, that's one of the few, uh, most of the certification classes that you go to are really teaching to a shooting test and making sure that you can do those skills. This is a class that teaches you how to teach, how to run a line, how to engage with students. And while the demographic that we're trying to reach a gateway, I'm telling you, these skills apply in every level of instruction that you're going to get into. So I would encourage everyone to take it, regardless of uh, the subject matter that you're teaching, whether you're teaching, you know, your sub-second draw or you're, you know, doing your vehicle QB class, you can learn um, from this program. Uh, as for me, I, I got some permit classes coming up on my website. You could uh, link up to that on Eventbrite. And wherever Ock is, I'm trying to, like, be there somehow. So I'll be following him around uh, for for a bit. So I don't know where we're gonna be at, but but that's 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 where I'm gonna be. <laughs> All right, Carson. So new shooters are looking for an entry point into this. So make sure that you're a gateway, not a gatekeeper. Um, we're, we're supposed to be instructors, not therapists. They shouldn't be reliant on us. We we want to make them self sufficient so that they can seek out additional training on their own. Everything we do in this realm is about being independent and self-reliant. So uh, make sure that is the ultimate goal. Well, anything coming up? Uh, do whatever whatever Keel tells me to show up for, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dr. Jimmy. So if if this was a regulated industry, this would be the class that you had to take before you could be an instructor. Um, I don't know how after taking this class and knowing now what I know that it's even responsible for other people to be out there teaching without taking away what this gateway instructor class teaches. So if, if you want to instruct, if you're already instructing, this is the class for you. I don't care what level student you're teaching. 
even if you're teaching advanced students, what you'll take away from this class will go into what you need to do for those students. Um, you know, all I've got to offer is practicaldefensetraining.com. You can go on there, you can see what we're offering. But honestly, take this class first. Even if you're just a student, take this class. It's worth it. Akil? Um, I don't, uh, I think the people in the, on the panel said, said it all. And uh, thank you guys for coming out and being so nice. Checks are in the mail. Um, we, we got coming up uh, citizensafety.com. Um, check us out. We've got uh, gateway instructor classes this fall in Texas and in Florida. We've got uh, we've got what combative pistol I'm doing. Tom was nice enough to let me do range master combative pistol, which is a really, really fun class. I'm having a ball teaching it. Um, I've got that in uh, in this fall. I think I've got in September. I've got one in Cincinnati and another one in Texas and Dallas, Dallas area. So please come check us out there. Um, got an extra added bonus. Um, how we uh, Marbury is going to be with me, hopefully, and he does the best, one of the best use of force, use of force presentations I've seen. And he does it um, value added. So he does it while you eat. So you get to munch on your food and listen to someone, listen to my brilliant colleague talk about, you know, talk about, I didn't, I mean it. I mean, I, I refuse to do it anymore because he's so good at it. So I just, you know, drag him wherever I go and make him do it. So um, Tiff's going to do PowerPoint. Oh, maybe I should let Tiff say that. I'm just teaching him. Anyway, Tiff's going, I finally got Tiff to do PowerPoint. Y'all better show up. Uh, <laughs> And, and if you, anybody who's taking our classes, I, I don't know how many times after class I get pulled over and how can I, how can I, how can my PowerPoints look like that? And that's actually how, where Tiff became my mentor. And when she was doing her presentations in TACON so many years ago, um, she would offer it, I think it was two years in a row. And I sat in each one of those and I still have the notes and, and uh, changed my life really. And that was when I really realized that my PowerPoint sucked bad and I had to get better. Um, what else we got? Oh, Carson's going to be teaching a parking lot pistol with Ryan this fall. And in, uh, in, um, I think that's outside Chattanooga. Um, I'm looking forward to him and Ryan doing it. That's a great class. A lot of fun doing that one. A lot of fun in it. A lot of fun teaching. If you can meet us, the Cohort of Pines uh, range is a great range. It's actually something that we're trying to be doing. No, no, they're doing that indoors. That's an indoor range, I think. So, yeah. So, so yeah, they got indoor range. We have to worry about the weather. All right. It'll be, it'll be nice. So. Um, I think that's all I got. That's going to be at Shooter Supply in Hickson, Tennessee in the first Sunday of November. There you go. There you go. So Carson and Ryan will be teaching that one because I think I'll be somewhere else teaching. But um, par parking lot pistols is a lot of fun. And we all of those classes are, are what we consider part of our crawl, walk, run regimen. So thank you. Uh, you know, you finally. Thanks for having be... us, Lee. What's that? Thanks for having us, man. Absolutely. You know, you finally browbeat Tiffany into doing the PowerPoint class. Oh, and here's geez. the thing. Tiffany does all this great stuff, but she doesn't accept it that it's great. She won't internalize that it is. And we'll like, have to browbeat her for years or just basically just blackmail her into doing stuff sometimes <laughs> or manipulate the situation so that she has to. Like I kept trying to get her to come do a ladies class at our place one time and she wouldn't do it wouldn't do it wouldn't do it and finally i just announced she was doing it and <laughs> it sold out and it's like now do you Big believe blast. me <laughs> uh, years ago i conspired uh with tom to make her teach a instructor de uh, design class 
at TACCON and to get me back. She scheduled me to be teaching during, the, during that block so that I didn't get to attend the class. So you can mess with Tiffany at your own peril. Uh, she will get you back and you may not see it coming. And with that, Tiffany. Dude, I promise that was not on purpose. I swear I, I stick by that. Um, I sat there and looked at the schedule and said, well played, <laughs> Tiffany. Well played. I, I swear that wasn't on purpose. Um, okay, so final thoughts. I just want to thank uh, everybody here on this panel. Nothing that Akil and I do would mean anything if students didn't take our classes. So the the trust that you put in us um, and the willingness that you had to to give us so much of your time and your attention, um, I, it, it, it means the world to us. We do not take it for granted. We say that at the end of all of our classes, but I hope you believe that that's sincere. So thank you so much because you breathe life into what otherwise is just theory for Akil and me. It's just our hopes and dreams. You guys make it real. So we really appreciate that. Um, and Lee, thank you for having us on the show. I appreciate that as well. Um, Ak mentioned what Citizen Safety Academy has coming up. If you want to see more details, it's all available at citizenssafety.com. You can just click on calendar. We also have dedicated pages on our website that talk about gateway instruction in particular, what it means, how the class developed, our gateway instructor patch, which so far has only been awarded to one person on earth and that's Tim Reedy. Um, uh, but it's this is all really, really important to us. It's kind of, it's the culmination of, of our work in the training world and in the, in the human rights space more broadly. Um, there is a symbol on the Gateway Instructor patch, and it is the symbol of our Gateway Instructor curriculum. Um, I'm not trained in West African dialects, so I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but I think it's called the Fahodie symbol. Um, it spells F-A-W-O-H-O-D-I-E. If you want to know what gateway instruction is all about, just Google the Adinkra symbol Fahodie. And we chose that symbol because it absolutely perfectly encapsulates everything that this curriculum is all about. So again, thank you to everybody here. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the next class. All righty. Well, Tiffany and Ock, the episode that is airing currently this week is a recap of John Hearn's cognitive pistol class. So you guys are immediately following him. So we'll get to see if you too beat John Hearn. Because we know how important that is to everyone that they get to beat John. Uh, I helped Tom with a master instructor class the other week, and there were two guys that are training partners in there. And one guy walked up to me and said, there's one thing I've learned. It's only important that I beat Darren, which was the, his training partner. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's fun to see that kind of spreading uh, and getting around. Uh, to all of the panelists tonight, thank you for, for coming on. Uh, this is a Friday night. I appreciate you giving up your time uh, to be here and to be part of this panel and discuss this important topic. Uh, so thank you for, for doing that. And uh, to the audience, we know that your most important asset is your time. Thank you for choosing to spend it with us.